Spriggan Fiona here and welcome to this podcast of our Live a Laptop Lifestyle series and this one is called Beware of Shiny Objects and we want to start with a quote by Richard Branson. He once said, business opportunities are like buses, there's always another one coming. And another point that we want to make to, to um, help you be aware of shiny objects is also point out that there is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. What do we mean by that? Well, as an example, back in March 2010, um, I was wowed by an online cash pump course costing 50 bucks. And um, the promise was that it would start making money straight away um, for me from building home websites. So I eagerly started building template sites and even purchased traffic from the vendor for an extra $20. But guess what? Even to this day, those websites have not made one single cent, even though I did follow all of these setup instructions to the T. So the lesson I learned from that and that we want to help you avoid learning the hard way is, as I said before, there's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There is no get-rich-quick scheme that works. Not one. So, I mean, think about it. If there was such a scheme, wouldn't everybody in the world be doing it if it worked? So really, the only way to make money online is to set up an actual proper business, build relationships and deliver value to your customers. And if that sounds like a normal business, then that's because it is. It's the same as a, as a, a normal business, but it's just online. That's the only difference. Um, it's no easier than a normal business. There's a lot less overheads, but it's certainly you've got a lot more leverage and it's it's a lot more rewarding in the long run so forget about doing things like filling out surveys where you get paid absolute peanuts forget about any promises that you see online of getting avalanches of traffic to your website in the next two minutes and also forget about getting your website to page one of google overnight because it's just not going to happen so please don't fall for the get rich quick scheme claims there's still plenty of them around um, just chuck all that in the bin um, and just make sure that you, you don't fall for it. Um, and then we can really then we can continue once you've decided that you're going to do that. So remember, one of our five steps to success is foresight. And that's what we mean about being forewarned is being forearmed. So you've got to do due diligence or gather information about a shiny object that you're thinking of, of buying before you actually take your credit card out. So we'll just talk about um, your shiny object radar. So let's pretend you've been wowed by a glossy sales page and you're reaching for your purse or your wallet to invest in some product that will help your online business grow quickly. What's your next step? How do you go ahead and do that research or do that due diligence? And what things do you look out for? So we want to give you some top pointers and we've got a list of them, a checklist of what to look out for when you're faced with temptation. When you feel your, your hand reaching down for your credit card. Yeah. So first of all, um, does it do what it says on the tin? Um, there's a lot of sales pages that talk about what the product isn't rather than saying what it actually does. And any time you don't know what the product does, that's called blind copy. So if it says that you're going to exploit a loophole, 
um, which is something we clear, stay clear of anyway, but if it doesn't tell you anything about that loophole, then it's a blind offer. So a blind offer basically means you've got no idea exactly what you've been sold. So think about that for a minute. Would you, would you buy anything in a store, like a physical store, if you didn't actually know what it was? You, you, you wouldn't, so don't buy it online either. And as we, Greg mentioned loophole products, be wary of loophole products because the word loophole on a sales page covers many, many sins. Um, the product could use an illegal violation of the terms of service from Facebook or any other social media sites, for example, um, because the real loophole may have been plugged already by, say, Google. Or the loophole might not even be a loophole, as the product might cover article marketing for something, or forum marketing maybe, which is completely out of date. But it's sold as a loophole, i.e. read lie, because it makes it sound a bit sexier. So lastly, the product might require you to invest a lot more time at a later date, but omits to mention that small fact on the sales page too. So just be wary of loophole-related products. And also another favorite is automation products. So it's not enough to just mention the word automation in the sales page headline. You need to see a demonstration of the actual system of the automated system on the sales page as well. So the next thing is what we call upsell tremors. Now we mentioned earlier that product launchers don't use earthquake analogies very much. Um, we guess they leave that for the upsell aftershock. So sometimes you'll be promised the earth for just a $37 or a $77 product. So you really need to expect a post-purchase line that says, well, if you really want to do it the fast way, then you also need to buy such and such. So an upsell is an offer of a second product made once a buyer is committed to the first purchase. And it's just like um, when you go to McDonald's, they, they say, do you want fries with that? Or when you're in a, a Italian restaurant, they give you olives to start nibbling on. Nibbling on. It's, they're, they're made when you're already a committed buyer. So there's nothing wrong with upsells, um, but upsells should complement the initial product or be a higher version of the initial product without invalidating the promises made on the sales page. And that's important because whatever's promised on the sales page is what you should get in the product that you buy. So it shouldn't be something intentionally left out of the in initial product so that you're missing a piece of the puzzle either. Um, or an upsell could be a super deal that rewards you for making the first purchase. So for example, buy one for 50% off, get three more free, something like that. And that's a true special offer that can't be brought anywhere else. Or it could be a further service like a one-on-one -on -one Skype consultation for half an hour or something like that. But it's got to add value to the original product and be related to the original product as well. And another thing to consider as you're reaching for your credit card is what support you're going to get. So are you supported? And I don't mean by suspenders. So an online marketer makes no extra money from providing good customer support. And that's why it's notoriously poor. But how much integrity do you think a product promoter using blind copy, false loopholes and aftershock upsells will have. So you really do need to test out the customer support before you buy the product. And to do that, you could just submit a simple support ticket before you purchase and just see how long it takes to get a response. Then if you have problems after your purchase with your purchase, you'll know how long it's going to take for you to get some answers to help you out. So make sure that you've got they've got 
the product um, vendor has got good customer support. Also, another thing to think about is what are other people saying about it. Um, in the internet marketing niche, you can check out forums, particularly the warriorforum.com. We've mentioned that in previous podcasts. And just see if there's any threads of people commenting about the product. You can also do a search for a forum that's in the niche of the product that you're wanting to buy. Um, and you really should always do that sort of research about any shiny objects that flash into your periphery. But also be wary of people that are dissing a product just because they want to divert traffic to their own offer. That's a really underhand marketing tactic and it's used way more often than you think it is. So be wary of that. You know, If everybody's saying that a product's good and one person says it's not, then it's possible that the product is good. Um, next... This headline is, when they're gone, they're gone. Um, we love that saying, when they're gone, they're gone. Um, it's used by Armin Morin, who we first, you know, one of our earlier mentors in our earlier days. Um, and it's it's his way of saying that, um, you know, that it's his way of um, reflecting scarcity in, in the offer. Now, other promoters will use other tactics or expressions of urgency, like, um, you know, there are only two seats left on the course or the goods are cheap as the packaging packaging got damaged in the garage. Yeah, right. Or there's only a few left at this price or act now as this video site's going to be taken down at midnight. So just be mindful of these tactics. You've probably seen them and usually there'll always be a copy of the product available. And if not, you know, so if they say they're taking the offer down at midnight or taking the site down at midnight or the video um, and they keep to their word, which they should, then um, there'll always be some other product to buy when, you're, when you need it and are ready for it. And there's nothing wrong with that scarcity sort of tactics. It's just as long as they, as long as they say if it's coming down at midnight, then it needs to come down at midnight. So as long as they keep their promise as to what the scarcity is all about. So another, another um, favorite that we see in the internet marketing niche is show, showing commissions and earning claims. So um, a favorite is ClickBank earnings. Um, if we go and do a search on, on um, ClickBank account earnings, we can go, and, go into Google Images and find hundreds of them that we could use ourselves. So um, they don't necessarily have to, be, um, have to be genuine. So you've really got to be careful with that. And it could be videos as well, you know, videos of people logging into the account. It would be so easy to dub over a video of someone else logging into the account. So key thing is don't be fooled by photos and videos on sales pages that support um, earnings claims for any income-related products. Just base your buying decision on other qualities of the product and, facts, and, and the facts that are on the sales page because... The um, vendor has also sold the product a lot more than it, than um, you will have because he's he's actually pushing that that product for promotion or she yeah exactly. So another thing to look out for is guarantees. Always check if you can get a full refund, no questions asked. So and and go ahead and check how you would obtain that refund too. If the product is being sold on an affiliate marketing site like ClickBank, you know that they'll always um, protect the customer and honor the guarantees and refunds policy too. But if not, always check the fine print because money back guarantees are actually an industry standard. So lastly, if the product ticks all of the boxes for you and you're still reaching for your credit card after you've thought of all these things, then why not stop and think about it overnight?
and if you're we, we do this a lot we, we think about it overnight and if you're still keen on buying that product the next day then maybe it is the right buy for you if and only if it's a right fit for your business and if you have the time and the knowledge to implement it straight away because after all you don't want to invest in self-development and not shelf development do you so all of the above advice really needs to be considered if you're assessing buying a product from any online sales page or or even an offline flyer in the post but let's say you're going to attend a multi-speaker event or a seminar which we co commonly call them pitch fests or even an online webinar so there's the, the there's some other things that you need to be aware of as well so so just before we delve into those issues to watch out for we ought to say that there's a fresh new sea change happening with multiple speaker events and that the speakers now give information only or content only and they don't openly sell from the stage but if speakers do sell from the stage their products are good on average and they do give a lot of great content or information but it just takes one bad apple or one gung-ho marketer to leave a bad taste in your mouth and we know because as usual we've experienced it so the most recent example um, happened for us in February 2011 um, where we were wowed by a YouTube traffic product um, after a month or so it transpired and so so we bought it and it wasn't cheap I think it was was it a thousand dollars yeah after a month or so it transpired that the software was being developed by a third-party um, American guy an American software developer who had not given permission for his software to be sold from the stage in the UK because this developer um, he believed that we were testing his software in readiness to buy it and all this all this came out um, you know, we, we got a big shock when the guy emailed us the American emailed us and asked us for payment but as we'd already paid the UK guy in the um, in the stage you know the, st the stage show um, we'd paid for a lifetime license for the software fortunately um, we'd paid that $1,000 by credit card so we had the protection of our credit card company's fraud function but also more importantly we made payment via Google's checkout um, platform which is Google's payment processing platform so we also benefited from their refunds and claims process and re received actually a full refund a few weeks later and we actually um, then we actually then chose to pay the US software developer because this guy hadn't even paid him any money he just said he was getting beta testers um, so we went and paid the US software development his asking price which was actually much less than what we paid um, because he was the one that had been massively ripped off by the UK marketer. Uh, so at the end of the day, the motto for Pitch Fest is buyer beware or caveat emptor. Um, so there's a couple of things that you should do before you attend an event. If you know who's going to be presenting at the event beforehand, then you should check out their reputation just by doing a search on Google and also checking them out in forums. If a lot of people are talking about them, singing their praises or whatever, then they're very likely to be reputable. But if you type in their name followed by scam, there's always going to be sites and posts made by affiliate marketers who just want to get you to read their review of the marketer's product. So it's not really a scam about the person, it's just a misuse of the search term by the affiliate marketer. So you've got to use your common sense. If the seminar promoter doesn't name the speakers, then 
research the promoter using the same sorts of methods. So just remember, uh, you, you might read a hundred good reviews about someone and then someone does one bad review and that's, that, that's the bad review that everybody um, makes their buying decision on, which common sense would say that it's actually probably an okay product. And we don't condone marketers um, using, using the word scam after an affiliate marketer's name. It's a very underhand tactic to divert traffic to you know whatever it is that they're punting. A common ploy to be wary of at a Pitchfest event is live demonstrations showing sales seemingly being made right in front of the audience's eyes. Remember, or don't ever forget, that they could easily be a plant person, you know, a... Um, a Someone a, sitting a, in the audience. Yeah, a seated person who's a friend of the speaker sitting at the back of the room with a laptop or a mobile phone buying whatever it is that the speaker is selling. So therefore, demonstrating that the sale is working and making it appear that there's a real big demand for what it is he's selling and demonstrating. How do we know? We've been fooled by that one before Yay. as well. We're pretty when, uh, silly when it comes to all these things. Yeah, totally gullible. <laughs> um, what the speaker did was he tweeted um, a tweet, you know, on Twitter, a link to a website that he had just created whilst on the stage, and then the site started earning advertising revenue within seconds, right before our very eyes. But the revenue, when we thought about it, the revenue was actually made quicker than it would take someone to click the tweet, load the website and click on an advertisement. So we started wondering if it was for real or not. We then saw that, and we didn't buy that time, but we then saw that same speaker a year or so later auctioning something live on eBay whilst on stage and receiving high bids for a sale. Now, what sickened me to the stomach was that people in that room trampled over each other to buy his auction system because they'd quite simply been fooled by the supposed winning live auction, believing that there was a huge possibility to make money. And sadly, they won't have realised that there was a plant in the room doing the bidding on the eBay auction. So one distinction that we need to make here is that this happened when a product was being demonstrated live on stage as opposed to a speaker at a weekend event building a website um, to generate sales that would be won by a lucky attendee, for example. So that's legitimate. Um, although the, the promoter and speaker email all their contacts using some form of scarcity tactic to generate the sales during the course of that weekend event. But quite often you'll see something like that. You'll get a website for free and get, get some sales on it as well. Um, also be aware that products sold from stage, they could be overpriced. The, the average industry standard is 50% of a sale goes to the promoter of the event. So the person running the event gets 50% of any sale and then 50% is gonna be kept by the speaker. So naturally, the speaker doesn't want to lose money on the deal. But in saying that, product bundles, including added bonuses, will that'll never be available anywhere else. So it'll be really difficult to gauge the value of what's been offered. So it could very well be worth like 500, 1,000 or $5,000. It's really what the product bundle's worth to you that matters. So let's assume that you're impressed by a speaker. They've established their credibility and then painstakingly illustrated the problems that you've been having. Then hey presto, they have the solution that you'll inevitably want to buy. So please just take a big deep breath and ask yourself one question. Is this product bundle in alignment with my business goals and can I use it immediately?
So think about it. Do I really need this product now? And how will it help me grow my business? If your answer is, you know, no, then just forget about that, that product and that offer because we can guarantee another product will come along that does exactly what you want and when you want it. And a really good example of that is at the moment there's um, a product going around called the Amazing Selling Machine, which is selling stuff on Amazon. It re works really well um, and there's hundreds and thousands of people that have brought into it. Um, and yes, it does work well, but there's going to be another product just as good as that that's going to come along, you know in the next six months or a year or whatever. If you miss out on that, there's always something else coming along. Um, so anyway, just to finish off that little bit, um, which we were talking about, if, even if your fingers are still twitching for your credit card, then there's a few buying tips you might want to note down as well. And this is so, an, if you're at a um, public yeah, multi-speaker event. Yeah, exactly. So first of all, um, take pictures with your phone of the presentation slides that are describing the product during the presentation. So if you find yourself being drawn into a product bundle, then do that so you can see exactly what you're getting. Also, uh, network with other buyers and ask them what they know about the seller. Other people in the room that are hinting at, at caution, then take the, the order form away with you, and it's very likely that the seller's still going to accept your payment the following day uh, once you've had some time to do some research. And when buying, get a receipt of exactly what you paid for. Also know exactly what the refund details are and make sure that you have the contact details of the seller. So take pictures of the order form with your mobile phone and take a picture of the fine print and read it first. Um, you should get a copy of that anyway, but if you don't, then make sure that you do have a photo of the, you know, the fine prints because some promoters don't use duplicate or triplicate order forms, which is quite annoying. Because they really don't want you to refund. No. <laughs> um, so, and also, so they don't make it easy to refund. And also check out how long the refusal period is. Um, I can remember once um, I was out at the Excel Arena here in London and I bought a, another multi-website creator software. Um, and that was from a reputable big name Australian marketer and it had a five-day refusal period. But the thing is, after paying my money, um, I then learned that we actually weren't going to get to access the software until after the five-day refusal period had expired. And what's more, I had to email them first to learn this fact. So I requested a, um, a refund straight away, which was granted. However, it took them three weeks to process it. So they had use of our money for three weeks, which was infuriating. And in, in effect, a refund can be done within a minute. So that was just completely them using our money. Um, so, so much for foresight and forewarned as, forewarned as forearmed. What about the focus bit, um, going back to our five steps to success, now that you've brought a product? So here's a few snippets of advice to make sure that you use the product wisely. So first of all, you should assume that the product works well and the product creator knows more about their product and how it works than you, you do. That's so you wouldn't have brought it otherwise. So don't try and second guess it. Just follow the steps exactly. Don't think you can do it better until you've explored all the angles and tried it exactly how it was meant to be used because exactly how it was meant to be used is the steps that they've put in the product and that's what worked for them. And you're not going to get results overnight, so don't give up after just a couple of days. 
don't remember focus equals follow one course until success and by success we mean making money from the product or at the very least getting a return on your investment and then um, test test and test again or to put it another way try try and try again um, once you have follow, followed all of their instructions and done everything right if you're still not getting results then maybe start looking at tweaking the parameters until you get the results but put in a lot of effort first um, so there's, this is one thing you're never told when buying a product is that most things involve trial and error. It's never, um, it's never going to be simple. It's usually going to be, or is it the other way around? It's never going to be easy, but it's going to be simple. So you have to persevere and be persistent, and there's really no other way to do, do things. So in summary, to wrap up this podcast, the key point that we want you to take away is understand that there are no products where you can just push one button and have your business run on autopilot. Nothing. Nothing where you can just push one button and get rich overnight. However, um, just as a final word and not to sound too overcautious, there are plenty of products that can automate parts of your business very effectively. And there will be product, products that you will want to invest in to make it easier for yourself. Just make sure that you do your due diligence, your research, see what other successful people use and recommend, and select which products you're going to buy very, very wisely. And we'll cover all the tools that we use and love in another podcast.